0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org party today. Hi, I'm Rev. Ellen Devonport, host of Voices of Unity here on the radio network, wishing you and your family a joyous holiday season. From all of us at Unity World Headquarters at Unity Village.
1: Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
0: Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages.
1: Well, hello everybody. I hope you're having a great day. And if you're not, well, then I hope you've come to the right place because it's always my goal to have a very uplifting show that gives tools of how to find more peace in our lives, how to know that we're connected to a reality that's so much greater than this one where so many times we get knocked around by our emotions and by events that seem to be out of our control. This is the first Thursday of the month as we record this live and the first Thursday of every month is Ask Suzanne and Sanaya. Who's this Sanaya person? Well, Sanaya is my team of guides across the veil. That's the name they told me to use to refer to them. And it's a wonderful name. I later found out it means one worth knowing. It also means flash of lightning, which is incredibly meaningful to me and to my family, to my husband, Ty, because it was a flash of lightning that started me on this journey of transformation of learning who we are and why we're here in our body suits. It was a flash of lightning that came out of the blue and struck my stepdaughter Susan, a sergeant in the Marines, as she was crossing the flight line at Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point, North Carolina. And today we celebrate Susan because this would have been her 40th birthday today, which is just so hard to imagine because we still see her as the 27-year-old she was when she passed to the spirit world. But I know from my work as a medium that resulted from Susan's passing, from me asking those questions like, why do things like this happen and how could Susan possibly be gone? It's my work, the answers that have come from that, that have shown me that Susan is not gone that she's still with us, and lucky her, she gets to choose any age she wants to be. <laughs> we have to put up with all the trials and tribulations of being human and aging in these physical bodies. But uh, as m- many of our friends on the other side have shown us, including my friend Brenda, we just get to zip around and visit everybody here and help us to understand it's all about love. So if you're not feeling the love, just take a deep breath and sink your awareness down into that heart space because right there is the bridge to your soul, that eternal part of you that you don't need to die to come to know beautifully. I want to tell you that my guide, Sanaya, have guided me recently to really focus this work that I do, not just on mediumship, Not just on spirituality, but the whole big picture, the basic truths of who we are and why we're here. And I've been teaching a lot of um, important principles based on the book that I wrote called Wolf's Message. And they said, Sanaya said, focus on that teaching and you'll give it a name. And so we've rolled out this week, The Awakened Way, which simply summarizes the three truths that all of this work that I've been focusing on, thanks to Susan and and the legacy that she's left, legacy of love, all of the work focuses on three basic truths. I'll share them with you now. Before I get to taking callers, I see three people waiting already, but the the awakened way boils down to, number one, understanding that you and all of us are soul's here and now, like I said, not just when we pass. You're a beautiful soul, an eternal being right now. But you walk in two worlds at once. This human world as a human and the spirit world, if you want to call it that, as that eternal light that glows within us. The second principle of this awakened way that I'm going to be focusing on, I have been focusing on for years. I just gave it a name that helps us to Become more aware of these principles throughout our day is that you are part of one big web connecting all that is. And so that's we see that when we interact with people here, how synchronicities happen, and we hear of the six degrees of separation, how you you are connected to all people through this 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 incredible net. Yet, it doesn't just end here in this human world. It goes across dimensions. So we're connected with all of our loved ones who have passed, with guides and inspirers, with the masters, and of course, with our source as well. We can't, can't be separated from that. This is the message that Unity Church so beautifully shares with the world. So I'm so grateful to Unity Online Radio for hosting this show. And then the third principle of the awakened way is we find our way home, our true home with a capital H, heaven within us through the heart. That's the heart that I spoke of earlier being the bridge between the human aspect of ourselves and the soul aspect. So today, as you call in with your questions, I'm going to tune into that bridge, that heart space, and we're going to make sure that the answers come not just from the Suzanne story, but from my guide, Sanaya. We'll talk together. I'll make sure the answers come from a higher place, and you can test them in your heart to see how they feel. Don't take it as, as so-called gospel, whatever I say. Just feel how it fits. And so for those of you who will call in today with questions, everybody who calls in, I'm going to write your name on a little piece of paper I have right here. Do you hear them rustling around? And I'm going to put them in a bowl that I have right here and put your name. And at the end of the show, I'm going to draw one name and the winner gets to choose your choice of any one of my three online courses. I have your Emerging Soul course, uh, Let Your Spirit Soar and Making the Connection. So I hope that's incentive enough. We already have several callers on the line, so I'd better stop talking and get on with our first caller. Leslie has been waiting the longest time, so let me bring Leslie in. You're on the air. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I uh,
2: I, I owe you a huge debt of gratitude. Um, your work has just been so inspiring to me. Uh, my Young son, he was seventeen. Uh, took his life May twenty fourth,
1: mm. and
2: it's been hard it's
1: been, of this year.
2: Um, of this year, yeah. Wow. We just okay. Six month anniversary. Um, we, he wrote letters and letters, but he didn't really say why he took his life. Um, the psychiatrist we're working with said he suspected bipolar disorder, along with possible schizoaffective disorder. But Joshua, mm-hmm. my son, <clears throat> wouldn't take a diagnostic because he wanted to have a career in the military. And he was afraid that would um, impede his career. I think maybe he got word that he wasn't going to make it. Okay. Um, he was incredibly beautiful, incredibly brilliant. Uh, his friends said he was the smartest person he they knew. And three days after his death, uh, two of my friends saw him physically, which gave me the strength mm. to go through with his funeral. But he appeared to one on Mount Hood, um, didn't say anything. She said just waves of peace rolled off him. And then nice. my second friend, he showed up in her hallway and cast a shadow. She went to see what the shadow was. And she told me later, that was your son. And he
3: mm-hmm. was
2: standing there very serious and said, everything is going to be all right. And she described his clothing. He was solid. He like, mm-hmm. you know, he cast a shadow. Light didn't, you know, go through him. Yes. Uh-huh. And, um, and so I've been grieving and mourning and trying to um, adjust to life without him. You know, he should have graduated from high school on the day he was buried. And it was, uh, it was hard. And then I came across a, a local medium here, Jane DeForest, who is an artist. And she had a great session with her. He came right through. Great. Good. Um, Yeah, and uh, I I still didn't get a good reason of why he did it. Um, But she charged me with the practice of writing him a question with my Mm -hmm. right hand and Mm -hmm. answering it with a drawing with my left. And I should say I'm an artist um, and an art teacher. (laughs) And this practice has saved my life. I call it a grief journal, but he does come through with just amazing messages um, but it's that not explains
1: why your energy feels so so good at this point in your journey already. Oh you can tell that you know that he's there, you have this connection already, and you're not the the worst part of grief is thinking that we'll never see anyone again. True. Um,
2: I wanted to know your advice and Sanaya's advice on improving the connection. I have found that grief leaves me profoundly fatigued, and I I meditate. My parents took me to uh, Transcendental Meditation when I was 10 years old, and I've used it on and off in my life, um, but not consistently, and I find now when I go to meditate, I quite often just fall asleep.
1: Okay, I understand that. I
2: really want to (laughs) improve our connection,
1: yes. Right. Oh, this is an excellent question, Leslie, and it applies to everyone, which is what I hope to do on this show. And first of all, the number one thing is to be patient and loving and kind and understanding with yourself, because you've been through a trauma, and you're still going through it, and there's no timeline to recovering from grief. But just know that you're, you know it, just by feeling your physical body and knowing your emotions, that you're not in the baseline normal state that you were used to before your son passed and so just pamper yourself but part of your practice that meditation truly i feel there's nothing better than to spend time sitting in a contemplative state an expanded state of awareness and the the biggest word that comes to mind for anybody who wants to improve their connection is presence practicing not letting the mind wander to the past, to the what-ifs, to the shoulds, and the guilt, right. or the grief. And not letting your mind wander to the future, and all of those, what would we miss? And all of those places that keep us from simply being aware, just being present. Why do we want to do that? Because the more we can create space in our awareness, our ever-present true state of being, which is pure awareness, then our loved ones can drop in on us. They're here anytime we think of them, present in our awareness, or when they simply want to drop in on us. But if we're busy and our minds are filled with chatter and emotions are creating all kinds of hormonal mm, stew in our body then we can't sense them because they're coming from a much higher vibration than we are right now. Without the physical body, they're vibrating as the true spirit that all of us are, but our body gets in the way. So the more we can practice presence and learn to raise our vibration through practicing loving thoughts, loving our neighbor as much as ourself, that those teachings are very wise. Those teachings raise our personal vibration to a point where those in spirit can communicate with us. That's why the meditation is so valuable. But we don't have to spend hours a day sitting in the silence. We can practice presence while washing the dishes, while taking a shower. You know, I just well, got an insight. I want to thank my, my team question. for that just now. I've heard so many people say that they they, they get insights while in the shower. And I believe that what I just heard was that the water flowing over our body brings us into total presence because we're aware of that lovely sensation of the water coming over our head and over our body. And we're not suddenly thinking about other things. And in that moment of being present, then insights can come in. So it's perfect advice that medium gave you to sit quietly with the intention of connecting with your loved one all of you listening this will work for any of you and believing that they're right here because you set this date with them you sit down uh-huh. and I, and if, and use your non-dominant hand to draw that's really cool i would i would create a, a real disaster if i did that but <laughs> you can also simply write what you you're hearing but that drawing that gets you out of the left brain into the more flowing right brain state and again opens up your awareness to what is truly here in your field so presence in a nutshell is the short answer for you today
2: well and that was my other question I've tried uh, a number of different you know I do the using a mantra I um, practicing the presence that's great I've tried guided meditations they don't work as well because I'm way too Focused on what's being said, mm-hmm. but I've, but shower. Wow, I mean that would and just be a couple minutes. That's
1: great. That's right. Anytime throughout the day, get yourself a little reminder to practice presence, like a little wristband that you can put on. a get a you know wristband in in your son's honor and put it on your right wrist. And then every time you look at it, you think, oh. I can practice presence for just one minute. And what you're doing is you're training your your brain to be focused and still and not wandering all over the place. And you'll find that not only does this result in a better connection with the loved ones who have passed, but it also ends up that you're so much more peaceful throughout the day and your intuition will really increase. So this path that you're on will have so many unexpected gifts and Presence is going to be one of them. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. All right, Leslie. Well, thank you for calling, and I'm very grateful that this work helps you in any way.
2: Do you know about helping parents heal? I I haven't checked them out yet. I've heard of
1: them. Oh, you need to check them out. Anybody who has a child across the veil, it's the most wonderful support group because they encourage discussion of the afterlife, encourage you to to share the beautiful signs and you already have some to encourage other parents and know that you're not alone and that our kids are celebrating the fact that, Hey, they know we're not gone forever. So please check it out. helpingparentsheal.org. Okay. Okay. I will. I will do it. All right, thank you. So and I wrote your name on a little piece of paper. It's in my bowl oh, and I'll have that drawing at the end. So, uh, just, uh, check back and see if you won. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you, you so much. Alrighty. All bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. You're listening to Messages of Hope. I'm Suzanne Giesman, And, oh, I forgot to tell you at the beginning of the show, so this awakened way teaching that I share, a way of living, it's just a way of helping all of us to come to celebrate and be aware of who we are and why we're here. We have a beautiful new page on my website designed by my beautiful assistant, Bev Garlip. So check it out, please. It's theawakenedway.org. And those of you who are familiar with Sanaya's Daily Messages, we used to call that Sanaya Says, and it's still going to be what Sanaya says every day. But for people who don't know what what and who Sanaya is and they don't feel drawn to check it out, maybe they'll be a little bit more attracted to the new name, The Daily Way, with Suzanne and Sanaya. So you can find Sanaya's Daily Messages the old way. Uh, sanayasays.com but now also at dailyway.org so we're taking callers today i didn't give you the number but it's if you're on your f- phone or on a computer it's right there at the bottom of the page 816-251-3555 is the number to call in for questions so donna has been waiting the next amount Hi. of time and donna you're on the air welcome to the show
4: Thank you, Suzanne. It's very odd, but my question is exactly the same as Leslie's. I really <laughs> try and try to meditate, and I either fall asleep or if I go through guided meditation, I get so frustrated because I don't see what I'm supposed to see. It's not real to me. So I was wondering if there's any pre-kindergarten to learning how to meditate. I know my son <laughs> is working overtime to communicate with me, and I'm trying my best to learn how to communicate with him.
1: Well. I'm glad you stayed on the line, Donna, and didn't say, oh, my question was answered and hang up because I didn't answer the, that part of Leslie's question about what happens when you fall asleep. The same thing happened to me the first three weeks after Susan passed. I was bound and determined to connect with her myself. And I somehow intuitively knew that meditation was going to be the key. And it has been. But I also fell asleep every single time. So there are several keys to overcoming that. Number one, you don't have to do this for an hour. If you stay in an expanded state of awareness too long, I fall asleep almost every time when it goes over half an hour. So maybe 10 to 20 minutes will be fine. But at first, when you're new to meditation, it's like the body says, Oh, wow, it's nap time. You know, She never does this for me. So what you do is make sure that you're not too comfortable but you also don't want to be uncomfortable so just choose a chair that's not so comfy that you just drift off to sleep and certainly don't lie down then that's going to invite a nap so choose a a nice straight back chair And then the key that most of us don't think about is we think we have to be perfectly still. But if you feel yourself nodding off, wiggle your fingers and toes or just kind of tap yourself on the leg. It's not going to bring you out of the expanded state of consciousness. You won't have as deep of an experience because the really, truly deeper states, the theta brainwave states, when those occur, you can't feel your body anymore. But by that time, you're in. You're having some kind of an experience. So just be aware that you can wiggle your fingers and toes. So limit the time. Don't get too comfortable. Be willing to wiggle your fingers and toes and wake yourself up. And then the other thing, Donna, and everybody who's listening is don't feel that your meditations have to be completely quiet. There is that training period where you're training your mind to be still. The best way to do that is to just try to be present. And every time a thought comes in, a random thought that has nothing to do with connecting with a loved one or whatever your intention is for the session, notice that thought and just claim it like there's a thought and let it drift by and go back to being present again. That sounds kind of boring, but it really does pay off in creating that space that I talked about previously. I have a whole uh, training CD in how to achieve those expanded states of awareness at will. If you go to my website and check the HemiSync page, there's one even called the training ground. But once again, it's all just about the intention and just start talking to your son or whoever your loved one is in spirit, for those of you listening. Set that intention, spend at least a few minutes, just a few minutes practicing that presence and then just talk to your guides and talk to your son and then spend some more time. What, what just was given to me by my guides just now was practice sinking your awareness into your heart, ask a question and listen, practice listening. And it's really funny if you write out the word listen and transpose uh-huh. the letters it comes out as the word silent. Right. So, yeah. Beautiful. I hope that's helpful Thank to you. you. I'll keep trying. Thank you. Susan. Yeah. That's that's all you can do. And, and it's not an instant transformation for everybody. The thing is with we humans, want instant bells and whistles, but you will notice other benefits in your life. In addition to that connection that comes by grace and by effort. Eventually. Okay. okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. You take care. All right. We're taking questions today. My gosh, it's already 26 minutes after, and we have three minutes for this next caller, so we may have to wait over the break, but let's go ahead. Susan Carlson. Hey. How are Aaron? you? Hi.
4: Hello.
3: Can you hear me? You bet.
1: Great. I took you okay, at the end I of the half hour, quest. Susan, but I but you you can hang out with me if we don't get to the full answer. Okay, well, it's a quick question. The afterlife
3: knows who committed crimes, for example, serial killers and rapists, or Mm -hmm. maybe John F. Kennedy's possible conspiracy killers.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: How
3: come Mm -hmm. we don't hear more about this from them to help uncover secret criminals?
1: Oh, okay. I'm getting the download on that one as soon as you ask it. And I've never asked this question, but let me just shift just a little bit here. And they're flashing this big word before my mind, and I'm going to be a little bit naughty, and they're saying the big O, and it's not what some people might think immediately. It's the big (laughs) opportunity. (laughs) The big opportunity that every challenge we face offers us to learn. So what do we learn from crimes? What do we learn from anything? We learn how to Shift our point of view. We can get caught up in the tragedies that happen here and think they're the worst thing that ever happened, or we can shift our point of view to that of the eternal soul that knows that all is ultimately going to be okay. Nothing that happens in this physical plane can affect the eternal nature of the soul, only it helps the soul grow. By learning to be more loving. Does this mean that we love murderers? That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that if all of the answers were known, then there would be no need to have this earth school. So by causing us to learn the hard way, we often have to seek answers from a higher place. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. So we can sit and we could, ask where is this killer and if it serves the greater good someone will be guided to them but if it this is the thing we don't have the bigger picture here at our level and it's when we trust that things will unfold as they're supposed to and that lessons are learned it just changes the whole way we see things
3: okay that, okay. I can, that makes sense Mm
1: -hmm. i'm hearing i'm hearing um from sanaya right now all does not have to be known and they often have answers that they can't give to us and just sit back and watch and say well what are they going to do with this now Hmm. Mm -hmm. so many opportunities arise from tragedies but if it's not somebody's lesson to learn then there will be some intervention isn't that interesting to hear wow mm-hmm, a lot to is. chew on all right well thank you for calling in susan with perfect timing okay, i've entered well, your name into you the pool sanaya. for a free all online right, course so we'll let you all know at the end who won we'll be coming back with more questions and answers from my team sanaya and hopefully from me too uh, just after this break
4: Hi, I'm Rev. Linda martella Witset with Silent Unity, reminding you that we are here for you during the holidays to support you with affirmative prayer and inspiration. From all of us at Silent Unity, we wish you a beautiful and blessed holiday season.
3: It takes you to power Unity
0: Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate Today.
1: Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991.
4: I heard from a young lady who was just starting out as a unity minister and she said I am not teaching prosperity yet in my ministry because I have not yet demonstrated it in my own life and I don't think I should teach what I have not demonstrated and I wrote her back and said honey (laughs) you've got it all backwards you need to teach what you want to learn. You teach what you want to demonstrate, because you cannot demonstrate what you do not know. There must be an inworking before there can be an outworking.
0: To find out more about unity teachings, visit
4: Unity.org.
0: Know yourself as divine stations of the cosmic christ a new book from matthew fox and bishop mark andrus introduces a spiritual practice designed to help you realize the divine within combining prayer and an interpretation of the stations of the cross featuring beautiful imagery you will be led on a process of transformation this book will help you discover the most caring courageous and compassionate parts of yourself get your copy today at amazon.com or unity.org shop
3: Did you know Unity has published a new book by Eric Butterworth? This wonderful writer and teacher who is loved by so many people left a recorded class called Practical Metaphysics that has now been turned into a book. It's Vintage Butterworth. He explains how to live from a deeper state of consciousness and awaken to health, love, prosperity, and peace of mind. Practical Metaphysics. Find it online by going to unity.org and click Shop.
0: Discover new ways to heal yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Michael Schwartz and Spiritual Naturopathy. Every Monday at 12 p.m. Central, Michael offers a holistic path to healing and guides listeners to new levels of self-awareness. Touching on topics like intuition, healing by faith, dream interpretation, and a lot more. Michael explores how to maximize our spiritual gifts and helps us discover how much healing power we really have. Call in with your questions and comments every Monday here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment, 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
1: Hi, everybody. I had a few minutes there on the break to sit back and give gratitude to my team. Our guides love when we share gratitude with them, but they don't want us to idolize them. They want us to know that at a soul level, we are all equals. If only we could see that here at a human level as well. huh? So I had a woman in The Black Forest of Germany named Susan right into Unity Radio and sent a question, and I want to honor that. So I'll ask that. This is the first Thursday of the month, so we're answering questions today from (laughs) Suzanne and Sanaya, my guides. I'll answer Susan's question, then we're going to move on to callers. So Susan asks, I was wondering if language matters in the afterlife. My beloved grandmother passed away many years ago, but I'm still talking to her on a daily basis. Susan, I know your grandmother loves that. The other day, I realized that I usually do that in English as I am bilingual and a language teacher, but my grandma never spoke or knew a word of English, only German. So my question is, does she understand anyway? And the answer is absolutely. The language is love, everybody. And when you get to the other side, we don't need words at all. We don't need a physical body to form words. All information is passed telepathically. I believe those in spirit could probably share words if they wanted to, but it's not necessary. And that's why I have brought through people in my readings, brought through spirits on the other side, and I'm sharing evidence that they're with us. I'm sharing their messages for their loved ones here in the physical world, and yet my sitter will say, But that person never spoke English. It doesn't matter. Language is comes through as a frequency. And the brain then translates it into whatever language the person receiving that frequency from the spirit world speaks. So the frequency, the concepts come into a medium's mind and are then translated into in my case english so those of you talking to your loved ones you learn you can learn to speak without even words just send them whole concepts in a in a download of thoughts. That's how they talk to us, actually. So, interesting to think about, eh? So, everybody who calls in with a question, I'm putting your name on a piece of paper in my bowl here, and one of you is going to win one of my online courses. We have a few contenders already. I'm going to take the next person in the queue, and that is Lil. I thank you for your patience and waiting all this time, and welcome. Lil, you're on the air.
3: Oh, hi, Suzanne. Um, I just want to thank uh, Sheila and um, Lynn for letting me know about you because I'm ever so
1: grateful for looking at your guidance and your videos. Well, I'm glad. That's why we do it. I just love the feedback from everybody that it's helpful. As long as it's helpful, as long as Ty puts up with me doing it every day, we'll keep doing it <laughs> the daily way now and with Sanaya and the awakened way is the teaching. So how can I help you? Well, my son passed away in 2010. He choked on a
3: hamburger, and then he was mm. revived, and his body was there for two more and a half more weeks. Oh. And I used to be able to smell him for a couple of years. Ever since I've moved to Florida, I don't feel a connection with him anymore, and, and it breaks my heart. I, you know, I oh. would walk into a room, I would smell. There, there he, had a, you know, he used to smoke cigarettes. I would smell the cigarettes.
1: Mm. Beautiful. I mean, not that the cigarettes are beautiful, but the, the I confirmation, right? Yeah. I, I hear this from people. In fact, one of the couples in my book still right here, Lynn and Jeff Hollihan, they were so excited because the first year they had so many signs, then they drop off, then they had more the second. And first of all, it has nothing to do with you moving to Florida, and has everything to do with our spiritual path and your loved one's spiritual path and trusting how things unfold. I want to tell everybody, this is my Susan's birthday. She passed to the spirit world in 2006. I have not felt her today at all. I haven't felt her in quite a while. And I'm a medium. So I could sit back and say, what's this all about? Or just trust that there's a reason for that. And part of it is just trusting who we are as souls and that our path is to learn to be okay with not hearing from them all the time and know that they're okay. That's the hard part, isn't it? It really is. I miss them. I know. um, I know. And we want to hear from them. So all I can do is continue to advise you to keep talking to them and know that they're, you know, I maybe I think that perhaps Susan is really busy and she knows that, that by learning to not need her so much and not have to hear from her and still know that all is well, that's part of my path. And I, I would just translate that to your situation as well and continue talking to your son and truly appreciate those moments when he does show up. And it, and I would look beyond just the smells. Look for other signs that he may be leaving you that you might have missed. That's Something we focused on well, in the last two I, I, episodes I have of this show. On
3: the computer, you know, so I know, you know, sometimes when the computer would just go awry, it's like, okay, yeah. he's here. There you go. You know. Yeah. But it, it hasn't happened lately, and you know, since 2010, I'm going. Am I losing that connection, the heartstring with from
1: him? Not at all. You can't. It's impossible to lose that, and your heart knows that. So just keep talking to him and. When you catch yourself despairing, that's the human side. The soul always knows all is well. well and I, and uh, my human side truly hopes you get that connection soon. And I'm going to sit down here later today and have a, have a good talk with Susan and hope that I hear from her. But even if I don't, I'll know that she felt that. And that's what we need to remember. Exactly. Okay.
4: Thank you. I needed to all hear
1: right. that. I'm so glad you called. Thanks, Lil. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty, we're taking questions from callers today. It's first Thursday of the month here on the Messages of Hope show. I'm Suzanne Giesman. and we're going to talk next to Lisa who's been waiting the longest. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi hey, Suzanne, how are you? I I really think I couldn't be better. Maybe I could, but I'm not aware of it.
4: <laughs> wow. Well- <laughs> Birthday blessings to your beautiful girl today. I think it's fantastic Uh that you shared that you didn't feel her today. I think that's so helpful to so many of us who often yeah that's
1: that's the problem when we compare other people and they think you know oh they're hearing from their loved one all the time and I'm not it's not that way at all and it's not a it's different for everybody so
4: I know and when you hear Suzanne Geesman doesn't hear from Susan all the time that's really comforting. (laughs)
1: You know, maybe that's why I don't hear from Susan, huh? Always there's a reason. So that's probably part of it, to encourage others. Hmm. So how can I help you, Lisa? Okay.
4: So um, in the past year or so, I've heard from three different mediums who have contacted me instead of me contacting them. Mm. And all of them have told me that spirit moved them to contact me. And oh, cool. not one time have I asked any of them what that means. I don't, hmm. so I don't understand, you know, if somebody contacts me out of the blue, what does it mean when spirit moves you to do something? For, for those of us who don't, very moved by spirit a lot you know to do okay i don't understand well
1: spirit is a very umbrella term you and i and all that is is spirit manifesting in various and limitless forms that is spirit now we all are the vehicle for spirit for the human is the soul so i would interpret that and i don't want to put thoughts into either one of those any of those mediums Minds. I don't know what was going on with them, but if I were to say that to someone, that would mean that some aspect of consciousness, some soul on the other side came into my awareness and nudged me to reach out to you with a message. That's what that would mean Hmm. to me, that I suddenly became aware of a loved one on the other side or a guide, and they brought you into my awareness and said, They may not be able to sense this message. Will you please deliver it for me? I can only put myself in in that situation. That's what it would mean to me. So I'm curious. Did they each have a message from a specific loved one? No, you are one of the mediums who
4: told me that. (laughs) Really? Well, that's what I meant then. (laughs) And I never asked you, um, but somebody before you and someone since, I spoke with you, did, said the exact same thing to me. And every time I want to kick myself for
1: not saying, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> Do you want to share what the situation was that I reached out to you? Because I can't even remember doing that with people.
4: Um, you don't have, you 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 don't
1: have to con- if we're on air. No, you
4: know? no, no, that's fine. You had just contacted me um, by telephone. And just that's exactly what you told me. That spirit moved you
1: to ah. contact me early.
4: And, you had emailed uh, it, me,
1: though, or, or put a comment on Facebook, right? Um, I don't remember
4: exactly what the circumstances were. I remember just the, I was really, each time that it's happened for me, I've been either like really sick or feeling so low and trying so hard to connect with my daughter, and I can't on my own. Yeah. And almost inevitably, it's, it's usually like after a couple of days of just really bad depression that it yeah. happens.
1: Yeah. And so I I'm I have so many people reach out to me daily and I can't do this with everyone, but every once in a while there's a Facebook post or there's an email or you may have requested a, a reading, so I already had a phone number or an email address and spirit, which in my case would be Sanaya, would say, You need to talk to that woman. It's just very clear and here's the message to give. So those other two mediums are just tapping in we're all tapping into the same source. It's spirit is the higher self that to which we are all connected. And because it's, as I was saying at the beginning of this program, the awakened way that I, that I hope all of us will live in this awakened way of knowing we are part of one big web connecting all that is and all of us. And when you live in that conscious aware way, you, you start to notice the little snags that say, Ooh, Right here, right now, there is some advice that will help this one soul. And you follow that nudge and you reach out and hopefully it makes a difference.
4: Oh, It's such a beautiful validation and it's not a coincidence at all. It's so beautiful. No.
1: Not at all. Now, now you get to pay it forward. You know, when something nudges yeah. you in the store to reach out and, uh, or just smile at someone because your soul through the heart says that person's having a bad day. If I smile at them, that could change the whole trajectory of their future. Mm. That's, that's how you don't have to just be a medium to, to be serving in the role of spirit. Wow. Why we're here? So beautiful. That's fantastic.
4: That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Suzanne.
1: You're welcome. Blessings to you. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. All right. Messages of hope is the show we're hoping to fill all of you with tools that you can use to connect with the other side yourself, to connect with your own higher self. The awakened way of living shows that you find your way home through the heart. What does that mean? What that means is when we're in our head and thinking through things and comparing things with the past and talking to ourselves and talking ourselves out of things, that's in the head. When we get into the heart, we simply know the right answer and know what to do in any moment. Balance the two, and it's a beautiful way to live. We have another caller on the line. Katie, I want to thank you for your patience today, and you're finally on the air.
3: Oh, well, thank you. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How about you?
3: I'm well, thank you. I was calling um, I lost my son last Thanksgiving on our way home and mm. I I've been doing, I thought really well at reading all the books, taking classes, trying to do everything I can to connect and it's like since December actually, I did good even through Thanksgiving and the one year the, the day after Thanksgiving, I did great. December first hit and it's like I cannot get out of the physical missing him mm-hmm. for anything.
1: Well, and that's my. Uh, if you think is, there's, there's something we... wrong with you, just get rid of that idea right away because uh-huh. the the human story says that grief is very real. The soul knows we really have no reason to grieve. So what I hear from listening to you is that your story, part of it, is to grieve your son. And I'm not dismissing that at all. I'm just saying that this is the human, this is how we learn. And you are going to learn so much from this awful time in your life. Trust me on this. You may not want to get out of bed each day, but This part of your journey, this role that your soul agreed to take on right now is going to lead you to just tremendous more love and peace in your life. And one day you'll be advising other people that I was at the one year point and I just couldn't get over it. Of course you miss your son, especially at the holidays. So again, it comes down to recognizing there's no timeline. Nobody is instantly healed and please don't compare yourself to other people. I want to tell everybody, and not at the point of discouraging people, but I didn't hear from my Susan until well after the year point after she passed. I, I was meditating every day, and but I did get signs, but I didn't have that personal feeling of connection. That came long after a year. That first year was just horrible. And I remember going to a counselor, and she couldn't help me at all because she couldn't relate to having a child or a stepchild on the other side of the veil. So please don't think that I had this miraculous, just no grief at all. It is a journey. So it's okay to be sad at Christmas time, but my teaching is you're a beautiful soul here and now. What does that mean? If you walk in two worlds at once, you can allow your story, your relationship with your son to play out and be sad or you can learn to shift your focus above it to where your son is now as a soul. Join him in that awareness, in this place of peace, of pure love and from his perspective, look down on yourself and say, hmm, Your son would love it if you weren't grieving. Your son understands that you're sad at the holidays. But what if he's right now shouting, but mom, I'm here. I'm celebrating with you. I'm sorry I can't be there with you physically, but I'm off on a journey right now. Pick up the soul phone and call me, right? Do you understand how we can shift our focus and get a totally different perspective?
3: He he throws so many signs at me. I mean, he loves this. He loves to show off his superpowers. He really does. (laughs) But I'm just like, oh, come on, kid. More. (laughs) You know, I I want more, of
1: course. Of course. Yeah. So that's my best guidance for you. And Sanaya's giving me big thumbs up right now is tattoo on your your mind's eye (laughs) the words point of view. And when you get dragged down in this holiday season or any time, just remember, I'm in the story, the human story, which is very real. But it's like when we watch a TV show, we can get so absorbed and we forget the room around us. And then the, the story ends and all is well again. That's what it's like when we get stuck in our story here. We're so absorbed, we forget there's this other whole aspect of us, of the soul. And that's the part we need to get to know so that we can join our loved ones in that higher perspective. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's see. Still have lots of time left. I want to tell everybody you can use all kinds of Lisa. i probably didn't say goodbye well enough. I just said, you're welcome, but thank you so much for joining us. So when we shift our perspective, my assistant Bev uses a hot air balloon. She says sometimes this is this story getting a little bit heavy for me. I'm just going to step in my hot air balloon and rise above it all. And that's a beautiful, beautiful way. Sometimes I say I'm going up to the balcony and look down on the story. Uh, whatever works for you, just so that you learn to know that we get to choose. Stay in the story and suffer. Or get some perspective. It doesn't mean the suffering ends. It doesn't mean when you go back, slide back down into the story that all is well. But that perspective can change everything and give you a bit of a breather. Hopefully, find some peace. And when you step back into the role, feel that peace. All righty. So I'm going to take another caller. Just reminding everybody, I have been putting everybody's name Oh, the last caller was Katie. That's right. Thank you, Katie. On a piece of paper, putting it in my bowl here. Going to do a drawing at the end. And the next person who's been waiting is Carol. Carol, thanks for your patience and welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Um, My question is,
2: um, I know that before we come here, we have a, like a soul plan or a a purpose that we're supposed to fulfill or a, a lesson to learn. Um, yes, is our transition also planned ahead when we first come here?
1: From what my guides have told me, and as I tune in now, I'm getting my yes sign for that as well. And they say to trust, indeed, that we have certain exit points. In other words, it's not just one date that, and it's not a fixed date always either. It's just a time frame, a certain cycles in our life when we. If we've learned enough lessons and the soul says, okay, all right, I'm ready to go to the next chapter in this ongoing experience of life, whether in physical form or not, I'm going to take this exit point. So several of them, and it's all part of these cycles of learning. So. It feels right to me, and it's been validated by many souls who I brought through from the other side. And it explains in some cases why people have near-death experiences, and they get to choose to go back or not because it's an exit point.
2: Mm-hmm. So um, is it? would it be true that if you're here to fulfill a certain purpose, once you fulfill that, would it sort of naturally be, then it's your time, or do you get to kind of (laughs) hang around and see you've accomplished your goal?
1: You know, I thought, I was just thinking about that yesterday. You know, if if we learn all our lessons, what if we don't want to go yet? What if we're having too much fun and we're loving our relationships that we're involved in here? Let me ask this of my team. (sighs) Hang on a second. It's a little bit convoluted, the answer I'm getting. So Oh, nice. They're they're saying that just because you graduate from school, high school, or college, does that mean that you finish experiencing life and learning the lessons you do? Ah, they're saying, again, you may finish a full career and have a satisfying career, and then you just get to continue, continue enjoying yourself. So there will ultimately be another exit point, but just because you've learned your lessons Ah, yes, they're reminding me. We may have learned our lessons, but others may learn their lessons through our continued presence here. Perfect. You get that?
2: I do. I was actually kind of thinking that, but I'm glad to have that confirmation.
1: Yeah, we serve in, in many ways, and it's really nice to know that all of us serve a purpose for others, being that presence of love and being a teacher just by modeling loving behavior, compassion, kindness, and those wonderful attributes of the soul. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Carol. All righty. So we have just a f- two minutes left. Jean Marie, can you ask your question quickly so we can squeeze you in yes, before we run right. out of time? Thank you. Yeah. Um,
2: I had a reading and um, – I was told there were a lot of angels around. Mm-hmm. What does and I? She had told me so much. I didn't ask what that meant.
1: Well, let me assure everybody listening and Eugene Marie as well that we all have angels around us all the time. We are light beings here and now, and our angels are our teachers and our friends and our and our guides and helpers. So let me see. Let me tune in here. That's the general answer. But for you. Okay. All right. They're showing me that often there are two reasons why angels would gather around. One is that somebody is in particular need of support and guidance and help at some point. And another one is simply because your light draws you, draws them to you, and they they let me get this. They're helping you to be that light for others. And this is what I'm seeing in the case of you. And I'm not saying this just to puff you up. This is what they're showing <laughs> me, that you have a, a lovely light that just, like moths to a flame, draws the angels around you. And that allows you to be more of a light for others. Nice. Well, that, that makes me feel good. Thank you. You're welcome. Again, you I try did. always to not good just night. say things to make people feel better. I try to get the highest answers and and... Uh, That's a lovely one. So thank you for joining us.
2: Can can I say one thing?
1: Um, All the people
2: really should join Helping Parents Heal.
1: It's awesome. I'm sorry, would you say that again?
2: Well, if uh, any listeners that don't belong and they've lost a child to Helping Parents Heal, it's a wonderful, wonderful way to um, learn.
1: Absolutely. I'm so glad to hear okay. that from somebody besides me. I can't speak of that group highly enough, and it's just uh, uh, astounding to me how most of the callers today have a child across the veil, but this is what it's all about, supporting each other and and helping each of us to know that we don't have to be bereaved parents for the rest of our lives. We can become shining lights for other parents thanks to our own shining light children across the veil. So with just a few minutes left in the show, I have my bowl of callers here. Thank you again for calling in, (laughs) Jean-Marie. Thank you. I'm going, I'm shuffling them now. And I promise everybody, my eyes are closed as I pull one to see who's the winner today. And there's the one and the winner. Oh, it's Jean-Marie. (laughs) You've got to be kidding. I'm not kidding you. How cool is that? So if you email me through my website, we'll take care of letting you choose which of my three courses uh, you would like. But I want to thank everybody for calling in. And I hope that all of you listening heard something that uplifted you today and gave you some tools to take with you on your journey. We're all in it together because it's all one big web. I look forward to sharing with you again next week. Love to everybody.
0: Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
3: Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me For Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.